Hey guys, we're the Doopy Brothers Podcast, presented by the Brotherly Game. We are AJ. I'm Luke. This is episode number 15. We're going to be calling this one Olivier Mbezo. Yeah. Number 15's also been worn by... A uh, handful of players. Not many are active, though. Originally by Alejandro Moreno, now a famous announcer, soccer announcer, mm-hmm. famous. Famous, yeah. No, yeah. ESPN. Yeah. ESPN. Sure. sure. Uh, Gabe Farfan, he's retired. Ethan White, recently retired. Mm-hmm. And uh, before Mbezo, 15 was worn by Josh Yarrow, who's now actually playing with San Antonio FC. So he's still playing, which is cool. I think Lahoud's on that team, too. Oh, nice. Yeah. A little union connection to San Antonio FC. Mm-hmm. Brothers from the South. All right. So we've got a lot to cover. Uh, I mean, of course, if you listened to last week, you know we already covered the Cincinnati game recap yeah. before the game happened. So actually, when I was thinking about it, the future recap of Cincinnati, us beating Cincinnati, uh-huh. my recap was pretty good. It was what that, was it? What was it, it was a slow start, oh, but once yeah. we scored, we got a couple. Yeah, and we ended strong, and that's, so that's basically what happened in yeah. Cincinnati. Good thing we didn't lose because that would have gotten dark. Yeah, the, that was bad. And, and after we beat Cincinnati, I mentioned, "Oh man, Curtin's awesome. He should be front runner for coach, coach of the year." And after this week, what did he win? Coach, coach of, the, of week. the week. He's that's one step closer. So our segment on. The future reactions to a game that hasn't happened yet was a huge success. Yeah. From when I was talking. <laughs> so that's pretty good. Yeah. So Cincinnati actually did happen. So we'll give you a real recap and then we'll go into the New England game. We'll preview the Toronto game and uh, we'll throw in a few little nuggets of conversation in between. Can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> Me neither. All right. You go. Okay. So the Cincinnati game, uh, obviously we won that 2-0. Uh, it was pretty, uh, not the... It's a Wednesday night game, so... Yeah, not the greatest of games, but, uh, you know, solid win. And that was after all the travel to Vancouver. Right, so yeah. So the we, second of three games in a week. They definitely look sluggish uh, in that game. And it, yeah, it kind of looked like it just wasn't going to happen. Like a goal wasn't going to happen mm-hmm. for us. Uh, their was, their was, keeper, Richie, was... Yeah, Spencer Richie. He a bunch of some crazy saves. That's nuts. And then Freeze gets injured... Off oh, like yeah, a fluke early. Or, oh, it was a good save, but like a fluke injury. Yeah, it and, was a great save early yeah, on. But I don't know like, how you hurt, like hurt your abdomen on that kind of. I just like maybe stretched out too much or landed on it weird. I don't know, but hopefully he can recover from that um, pretty soon. Yeah, because he was looking good. Yeah, yeah, he was. I mean, but also like Cornell came in and he played great too. He had some some big time saves for us too. So right, yeah, it was interesting that Freeze actually stayed in the game for like an extra half an hour right. after being hurt. Yeah, because he like went straight to the hospital after he got off the game. It was, yeah, it's it kind was, of a weird situation. Yeah, but I guess scary. props to him for trying to fight through. Yeah, and then uh, to the medical staff for doing what was right when they got him off the field. Right. Yeah. So throughout the game, uh, my guy Trusty, I thought. So it's definitely a mixed bag with him. Yeah, um, for sure. And you got kind of take both the good and the bad with him because he had so many plays where he's such a beast and he he's just seemed like a uh, stronger guy than anyone else. He could, yeah. he was that particular game. He kept like kind of just shouldering guys off the ball real easy, but lots of times he had to shoulder them off because he was the one who may have made a bad pass or a bad touch, and so he kind of got behind them. Right. Um. So. Defensively, I thought he played awesome that game, but it was his offensive when he had the ball and kind of passing it or making the wrong decision. Yeah, where he'd kind of get. Yeah, he definitely has. It still has a lot of like suspect passes and uh, decision making when he's on the on the ball. But then there's also there's a bunch of times in that Cincinnati game where it felt like it. He had such weird positioning that it seemed like he just kind of let Darren Maddox get past him and kind of get on a breakaway, but through 
both incompetence from Darren Maddox and great skill for Austin <laughs> Tressy. He recovered every single time. And, and Elliot also had a couple of recoveries on, on those kind of plays. But it just seemed like Maddox gets by them so quickly. But he, he made such weird paths weird, to the goal. Yeah, he just yeah. was never directly dribbling to the goal. So he never got a clear shot. And also, I mean, Trusty like recovered and made really smart uh, tackles to get, get uh, you know, stop his, his play. But if that was a more competent striker, that like, we could have gotten behind in that game really easily. Yeah. So, uh, so uh, I mean, thankfully, Cincinnati's been on that goal-scoring drought, which right. today, oh, yeah, we didn't say, it's today, Wednesday. No, it's Tuesday, Tuesday. May 7th. Uh, their coach was let go. Yeah. Based on their recent form, it's been awful. So, I think we kind of had a bit of, to do with that. Oh, you know? uh, yeah, definitely. You know. Um, so yeah, also going across the defense, Mbezo started, uh, and he, he had a better game than his first game. Yeah. He definitely is. Okay. Has, yeah, it looked better. He, he still doesn't look like he needs to start anytime soon. I mean, he definitely has earned some time playing time. I'd say he definitely didn't look terrible, but, and he also, and he got a, a great assist, a great ball to Casper. It was kind of a surprise start because this was within, it was, this was when, uh, Wagner was. Suspended right, the yeah, twenty four yeah. hours before. Yeah, so that was some bull crap from MLS. <laughs> um, so so yeah, he played better. He had the assist to Casper, and so Casper, the friendly striker, which I know some people don't like, but why not? It, Come on, it's have kind you heard of him? really accurate. Yeah. You, <laughs> have you seen him? He's such a happy dude, and he's he, he's loving this team right now. It's it's great. I love it. And, and you can't really not be loving this team when you're getting to start. After all this time, and not yeah. only starting, but you scored three and three games. starts. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, he's he has every right to be the happiest guy in the world, and it's. I if, hope you, I hope it continues. Yeah, if you're the happy striker and you're scoring, then be happy. Exactly. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna yeah. blame on or I know like trash a nickname. Joseph Martinez has to be the whole pissed off guy, and that's how he works. But if, if you yeah, yeah. if it works and you're happy, that then do that. Yeah. Although I did see. Um, Maybe it was against New England. Maybe it was Farrell. He was he was like giving him some. Oh yeah, they, they were getting yeah they got into it yeah that. yeah which so. was pretty cool. So he's not always friendly. Yeah, which you expect from a ghost. Yeah, you know they have a dark side. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> you caught me off guard. That's funny. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, laugh break. <laughs> we're all laughing. Um, anyway, so uh, Jim's always said he was like one of the best finishers. In training and stuff, and so now it's finally time to get to see him on the field, and right. he's really showing. Wow, this guy, what a find! Exactly, yeah, he's definitely one of the more, the biggest mysteries coming into this into this te- this team this year. Size wise, what isn't really tall? Size biggest? Uh, you said biggest mystery. Oh, okay, okay, that one didn't land as well. <laughs> <laughs> no, but because we haven't seen him play, and he came in like weirdly like towards the end of last season and we didn't he didn't get any uh any playing time then but he he had every all the all these kind of positive comments coming out of his training so it was cool to get to see that and hopefully get to see a lot more of him because we're gonna need him yeah he's been a a big addition yeah because he's tall Uh uh-huh (laughs) uh-huh but yeah so again it goes back to our striker by committee where we're just finding ways to put in goals yeah Put in goals and again put in more goals. I mean, we we put in nine goals in three games. Yeah, and now it's eleven different players have scored goals from this team. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah, it's amazing. So, um, the other person who scored was our guy Fafa, who yeah. again, kind of like Trusty, you take the good with the bad. Fafa's gonna outwork pretty much everyone on the field. Right. Um, Casper's more of a kind of a standard st- center striker. Yeah, get the ball. Like hold up kind of guy yeah. gets in the right position, finds a good finish. Yeah, Fafa is gonna work for everything he earns. Um, and it, yeah, his his touch was a little rough. Yeah, he, I feel like I noticed that a lot in this game that like whenever he gets the he he receives the ball, it almost like it takes an extra like foot or two bounce than like most other players on the field. Like I feel like his touch is a little like so loose that he has to like. It, it helps that he's so fast. He can recover and, you know, make up any space that his, his first touch creates. But it just feels like he doesn't have these tight little turns. He has to make a, a turn that's kind of like a couple feet wide because his touch is so out of the, out of the, out of range. I don't know. It's, it's, 
it's kind of odd, but he, I mean, he, he works his butt off and he definitely earned a goal that game. And, and you, you pointed out he had a very aggressive salsa. That was my line. <laughs> sorry. Was like, sorry. Salsa so aggressively. It was like, it was all just pent up salsa-ness and it all came <laughs> out in one explosive salsa after that goal. Um, so look forward to him scoring again. So he doesn't get that build up salsa-ness yeah, inside of him. Like he, he could hurt himself. Yeah. I mean, he was moving, yeah. moving. And the assist came from our guy, Elsino, who did all senior things. Did all senior things. Yeah. The man, in my opinion, should never start a soccer game again. No. Yet should play in every soccer he, game. He, he's a Hall of Fame sub. Sub. <laughs> he is just a game changer. Yeah. Um, you'd, I mean, I don't want him starting because, you know, you have to use a sub on him. But I want to see him every game. Right. Because he's going to change the the whole offense. And um, uh, Bobby Warshaw put out something on MLS Soccer today about each team and what he pointed out was that when El Sino comes in, they change the midfield formation to not make El Sino have a defensive mm-hmm. um responsibility because that's not his game. Right. And so El Sino pretty much gets to do exactly what we want him to do. Get on the ball and attack. We don't want to rely on him to cover a midfielder and track back and stuff. We want him to be open, find the wing and and that's that's where he's been most effective and so it's awesome to see Jim implementing that and figuring out a way to put Bedoya into the middle and let Elsinian kind of float. Yeah, that's definitely something that really we need to give a lot of credit to Jim for cuz this is like and it's not just Elsinian, it's just with every with this whole lineup, this whole team, whatever lineup he puts out, he adapts the tactics to exactly that personnel. And it's, that's, that's why Harris has improved so well. That's why Bedoya has been playing great. And that's how we work with this, this such a, a fluctuating lineup that uh, these tactics have, have been so nuanced to this, to each different different uh, lineup that it's like, it's just so much credit should go to Jim Curran for that. And, and, I, and also the players for being able to understand what their roles are when different players are on the field. Yeah, Jim's really been able to show his flexibility I think we're really seeing how well Jim knows his team. I think that yeah, that's true. That definitely came out in the the next game, which we'll talk about. But he's able to really um, put his players in the best position to succeed. As in El Sino as a floating wing who who's pretty much just there for offense. Um, he's found a way to protect Madunian and let him kind of drop between the center backs to find the ball, and then and then spread around the field with his passing, but not really have to make too much defensively as right. a as a number six. Um, and they've also found ways to fit in Kai Wagner and Ray Gaddis, who are very polar opposite fullbacks, but we play to their each of their individual strengths on the from the back line too. Yeah. So Jim Jim's been just really shown his knowledge as a as a coach of his own team and, and it's really been good to see him grow. Again, I'd like to I don't know if we'll ever get a chance to talk to a guy like Ray Gaddis and just be like, ask him about Jim's growth. Right, yeah. From, because Ray's seen him from when he first got the job to now. And just to see, I, I mean, I just want to talk to him and say, I mean, I don't know if I'd have the composure to remember to talk to him about his coach, but I'd be like, oh my gosh, you're Ray Gaddis. Let's, let's, I don't know. Take a selfie. <laughs> Take a selfie. <laughs> but but Jim's grown so much. So it's really cool. Yeah. Um, I was just looking up Jim's soccer number because it'd be fun to name a podcast after him, but he was number three. So. Ah, we missed it. Yeah. Well, if we, you know, after 100, maybe we'll loop back around. Yeah. So hopefully okay, we cool. make it that far. Cool. So what does that come to? So that's going to be like two years from now. All right. So mm-hmm. like uh, March. Next March, we'll have a podcast named after Jim Curtin. Okay. So if if we still have jobs. And if so, to see. Uh, he, I think he's looking more safe than we are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jim Curtin's definitely not on the hot seat right now. Despite what some, some people who might question. There's, yeah, there's still a little, like, chatter. Or not chatter. It, it's gotten very quiet. But there's I still see little tweets about his, like, questioning his, like, lineups and all this stuff. And it's like, how? Right. How could you question anything that he's doing right now? So we go to New England. Are you going? I'm gonna go with Cincinnati. Um, yeah, That's I think I think All I right. covered it. Yeah. We covered it. Yeah, yeah it was a midweek game. We talked about it last week before yeah. it happened. So, uh, and the more fun game is the New England game anyway. Yeah, so, New England let's get game. To that. And so, Jim does not rotate the lineup. He he goes out with the normal eleven, 
and the first half, it actually looked like what I had initially thought. I had, I predicted that it was going to be a sloppy, a sloppy win, but almost like a trap game that right, I didn't right. think we would do too well in. So the first half looked like that, and I was thinking, man, I'm I'm actually pretty smart. And then Jim Curtin happens at halftime. Yeah, knows his team. Rather than being mean and telling them they played like crap in the first half and yelling at them and saying, you guys suck and stop making bad tackles and stop complaining to the ref and just play the game like you should play it, he was pretty nice. Yeah. Do you you actually think he thought about being mean? Because I don't know if he's ever actually been mean. It's Jim Curtin. He's been mean. He's the nicest guy in the world. No, he's a a mean mother effer. (laughs) (laughs) No, yeah, no. I, 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 I'm sure he can be mean. I'm sure he could yeah. tell. No, yeah, yeah. I'm sure. I'm he, sure he, he can, can also delegate on. to Bedoya to be mean. Sure. Um, yeah. But yeah, he knew that his team needed to hear. Okay, we've been on the road. We came home. This is our third game in a week. I, they don't need to hear me yell at them because they know they're not playing well. They know they're playing the last mm-hmm. place team in the East, and they know that we're tied one-one at halftime. We're making bad tackles. We're not playing the game we want to. The defense looks bad, and that's kind of been a rock for the past few weeks. And so yeah, he, they had Toronto, or uh, sorry, New England had a draft pick run all over them in the first mm-hmm. half. Like that's how how rough it was in the first half. Like, I'm mean, Buchanan. Who is that? I I don't know. Yeah, exactly. And and he looked awesome. <laughs> yeah, he looked great. And that's because our defense sucks. Yeah. But Jim Curtin, being the brilliant coach that he is and has been this this season. He decided to be nice to the team, tell them what they needed to do. And then, goodness gracious, that second half happened. I mean, it's one of the best halves of union soccer that I, ever. Could have been. I, I mean, I, don't, I mean, really, like five goals. Yeah, five goals there's and a half. no chance there, we had a better half than that. Right. It was insane. It was insane. Yeah, it was. I'm really, really glad I went to that one because. Yeah. Yeah. So that one, Luke, Luke got to go to. Um, did you find the Doopy Brothers stickers? One got torn down. Really? Yeah, on one of the posts outside of the stadium. So big fan, big oh, fan must have found it and I said, guess, "I gotta yeah, keep I this." I don't know. Right. We're we're some rivals. Or some rival podcasts. Yeah, it's okay. Could be getting heated. Uh, no, or, or it was just like staff or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, but all good. Maybe a Chester local, new listener. <laughs> How you doing? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> um. So yeah, you were there. That's all. Oh yeah, no, it was great. It was uh, nice night, and it was I was like checking the the forecast every day to look going to that game because I was now looking forward to another game of the rain. But it it turned out to be a really nice night and like no rain, but it rained goals. Hey, hey turn that around. Goals. Yeah, um, I was watching at home, and for the first time all season, we got to hear Tommy and JP. Oh, and nice. I was literally thinking to myself that night, like, man, you know, I'm just not gonna hear JP and Tommy at all this season. I just know it. I turned on turned on the ESPN Plus feed and boom, hear JP's voice. Nice, it was awesome. And Pretty then there's good. Tommy. Uh, okay, okay, <laughs> saying something. <laughs> he was talking. <laughs> um, but yeah, so so this uh, first half was a mess, and Aronson got subbed out heat in the first half. Oh yeah, and that's maybe that's what started the whole thing because Osino and Cena was the one that started the, had the first goal in the second half. Mm-hmm. So maybe if it wasn't for that injury, we wouldn't have had this insane game. And we, and, and we're under the understanding that the injury is not, it doesn't seem serious. serious. Like, they didn't like, uh, um, at least as, as of tonight, there wasn't any, um, like timetable when he'd come back, but current after the game said it, he, he wasn't too mm-hmm. overly concerned about it. So it seemed like it was more just kind of like a strain. They were kind of being cautious and, We'll probably hear more from the uh, Wednesday press conference. Right, yeah, tomorrow. From people who get to go to yeah. the press conference. But on that note, though, it seems like Fabian's uh, ready to go. So mm-hmm. if Aronson needs to sit a week out, that should that'll be okay. Yeah. So the New England uh, second half, El Sino comes out. Did you see you know, the crazy thing I just said? If our homegrown needs to sit out, we have a Mexican international that can fill his spot in. Mexican international superstar. Just point that out. That's a great, yeah, good call. Good call. No, I, what is this team, man? I wasn't listening to you. I don't know what you were saying. Oh, um, man. My headphones aren't plugged Crazy in. stuff. Crazy stuff. Yeah, so, yeah, good stuff for the union having that. Oh, okay, so, so El Cedar comes out, has a Galazzo, but if you had to pick one highlight... Between any of the goals, and I assume El Senior's was that was 
the highlight of the goals. Um, or the Cornell save, the double save. Hands, he dove left, ball hits the post, then he does the kick save. Right. So which highlight, let's see, was more important to the, that game? To the game? Yeah. Um, so wait, so when was the save? The save was... The save was... Before any goals were scored, mm-hmm. right? Okay. That's so New England could have opened up the floodgates. Yeah, because they were they were pressing, and then Elsino's goal was the one that opened up the floodgates. Yeah, for us. that's true. Hmm, that's tough. I which I, floodgates? I want to say the Elsino goal was more important because I still would have believed if we went down a goal that we would have came back against New England. Mm-hmm. But getting that initial, it was like the forty sixth minute we scored. Elsino scored, mm-hmm. so I think that like kind of gave us a little like okay we we're, we got this we can settle into this half and just kind of play our game and and that's what happened so i i feel like that's that was the more important that yeah the, the more important one okay and just to be devil's advocate i'll say the cornell save was more important because we were under such a kind of weirdly barrage from this new yeah, england team um and had we gone down just with how tired we were I mean, we were just making such bad tackles in the first half. It was just like bad foul, and the, and and the ref wasn't great. I'll say that, but also our the a lot of the calls were fouls. It wasn't like, I mean, we were just like running yeah, we into the backs of guys and yeah. stuff, and and tripping guys, and then complaining about it. And so, imagine, I was just thinking, if we were to go down in the first half, then. Then we may have had a more of a problem. More yeah, we probably would have got a lot more frustrated. Aaronson yeah. injury would have maybe been a little more tired legs, tired big, minds, bigger problem. Yeah, down goals against the last place team. If that save isn't made, then who knows? I'm, I, there could have been maybe a red card, and then next thing you know, we're down a couple goals, and the second half doesn't happen. So that's why I'm right. Um, <laughs> okay, but, but I was—I was thinking. So the visual, I'm—you know—I'm always talking about visuals. The the coronal kick save, his hair flopping, the beard. His, he's just got kind of like that angry mug as yeah. he's making that save. It's that like leg came out of nowhere. Yeah, just it was so savage. That's the word I think of when I think of that save. Savage yeah. save. Um, I I think that could be save of the year. I don't know. I don't know if like they're still for doing the union or for the for MLS. It's always going to be Stephen Fry's save for some reason. I feel like they always give it to him. Well, they always it's always it's always a fan vote, so it's either going to be him yeah. or Brad Kuzan. Yeah, so. yeah, okay, that's fair because but of those Stephen out of fans. actual skill, I think that could be up there. Yeah, I mean it's huge, and it's weird that our save of the year could be from not Andre Blake this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so two awesome things, two awesome highlights that we get from this game, and then the rest of the goals were kind of like. They're all just like dribble to the end line and, and mm-hmm. kick it back and tap it in. Like yeah. I don't know how like, New England didn't catch on to that. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, uh, they, yeah, they're nothing special, but I mean, they're I mean, great team goals. We you know had a good build up to create all these chances, but yeah, there really weren't. You know. Yeah. Uh, the big Il-Sinos finishes. Was the only one. Well, Elliot Elliot's goal is not. Oh no! Yeah, that was yeah. that was an incredible. That's goal of the year. <laughs> For defenders, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's if that's a category. We, he he's up there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a great. Yeah, yeah. We we skipped over that in the first half. That was incredible. Yeah, what a great pass. Yeah, great first touch, a turn, and then just. I mean, he ripped that thing. Oh yeah, uh, and then he did a Peter Crouch celebration. Did he? I didn't yeah, see that. He did a little, the little robot, the classic Crouch. Oh, Man, it was perfect. It, and then, well, yeah, he did do that. Cause then, but then they ran over and did the Corey Burke celebration. Okay. Or a tribute. Right. So, yeah, Corey Burke, uh, our striker by committee is one short. Yeah. Because Corey Burke is in Jamaica. Um, lost his visa rights, I guess. I yeah, mean, it's, for, it's kind of a fuzzy uh, situation as far as the details they're putting out. But probably the game had a good kind of recap of what we know, what yeah. we don't really know. We know it's not... Oh, Matt Ralph, our guy, Matt Ralph, put out. Um, it's not a criminal thing. It's not the union's fault. Uh, he'll be unable for, unable to play for the union for three to six months. Yeah. Um, a gold. He might be able to play in the Gold Cup. Yeah, I've I've seen conflicting reports on that. Like Tannenwald said that like he should be fine because it's just like a visiting thing. Like not all, the, all not every player in that tournament is going to have like a U.S. visa. 
because mm-hmm. they're just visiting and playing the tournament. But I don't know if this is like conflicting that because it's like he got denied or something. So right, yeah. we'll see how that works out. But yeah, hopefully maybe he can get like loaned to a team in Jamaica just so he can keep playing, get some games right. in him. But yeah, I mean, his Instagram stories showed that he's still working out. Yeah, and he's wearing a union shirt, so it's like. Yeah, I, that's kind of positive. I took that as <laughs> yeah. positive for right. a reason. Yeah, like he wasn't yeah. pissed at the union or whatever yeah. for whatever happened. But yeah, yeah, it kind of confirms that was not the union fault. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. Still wearing union gear. For, first time you hear that story, you think, "Oh no, what did we do wrong?" It must yeah. have been us. Yeah, because it's it's not you, it's me. <laughs> Is that what we say? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so striker by committee again. The committee. Everyone in the committee was scoring over the past week. Yeah. Fafa got a goal. Um, Com got a goal. Got a Santos goal. got two. One, Santos, but yeah, they gave him one, the other. Yeah. That was a generous that they gave him that other one. Yeah. And then uh, Chabelko's got, got two over the week, three yeah, over the week. Three, yeah, three over the week. So yeah. the committee is working well. Um, yeah, do you, I, do you, I guess. Do you want to talk about Santos? Or do you think he should start next week? Or we should we? We'll, we'll cover that in, in Toronto. But yeah, do you, did you? Uh, what did you see from him? Because you were kind of on the fence about him from your. Um, what you What have you seen from him so far? Right, and and because when I saw him, he wasn't like running. He was just kind of like kind of like a looked like a diva striker sitting uh-huh. up top and just barely running. Um, being a striker coming into a game like this, it's pretty easy to run. Sure, yeah, uh, you're. You score one goal, you get gifted a goal, kind of by a. Uh, it could have been an own goal. Um, I mean, he was there. He put yeah. the effort. Into, yeah, yeah, he put in the effort. Yeah, I mean, let's give him credit. Sure. Uh, <laughs> but I, I, uh, I'll, I do think, I do think he's going to be valuable. And and how interesting would this be if we have him and Trebelko starting next yeah. and after like, and that would mean the guys that we know or have known over the past couple of years are. Yeah. Not starting. It's just yeah, kind it's, of an interesting. It's, it's crazy. Yeah, it's, it's a it's a t- testament to, I guess Tanner and what he's finding. And right. Yeah. Of course. Curtain to how he's making it. All was click. Shabilko a Tanner signing? Because he was kind of in that transition. Yeah, I'm not. I don't know who exactly found him, but yeah, I would Google it, but I, I can't spell his name. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I can't. I, it's, that'd be kind of tough to pinpoint in a quick Google, right. but yeah. Uh, whoever we can credit for Shaboko is nailed it. Looking, looking, looking good so far. Yeah. Um, so with New England, though, there was some criticism about Curtin not rotating players and starting the same lineup. And the first half was slow. They they had a lot of unnecessary fouling, a lot of complaining to the referee from that fouling and stuff. Can can we argue that Curtin should have rotated players for this game? It's the last place team in the East. Yeah, the first place team. I mean, it's definitely this would be a, the time to rotate and uh, like throw some new guys in just because we're playing a, a really bad team and yeah, off of you know such such short rest. So it definitely would have merited re- some rotation. But no, the answer is no. <laughs> we won six one. We got the three points. What could we want uh, rotation no, I, for? No, I, what I'm saying is look like. Before the game started, looking ahead at that, like okay, I, I could see us rotating guys, but after the result, obviously, I'm not going to say a word about anything he did wrong. But I'm saying, like, you know, if I on the day before I was like, okay, tomorrow, tomorrow against New England, I could see us rotating some guys. So that's just like a logical thing you think. But obviously, I'm not going to criti- criticize Curtin's choices because obviously he is making all the right choices right now. Yeah, I was, you were supposed to argue with me. Okay, I, yeah. Am I going <laughs> to Really? <laughs> yeah. Argue about Curtin's plan of after a 6-1 win. Yeah, yeah no. no. Curtin's, Curtin's genius. Best coach yeah. in the world. Uh, Pep, Pep Guardiola is actually studying Jim Curtin's moves right uh-huh. now. Yeah. Jurgen Klopp just called up Jim and said, hey, congrats on the 6-1 win. What help me out with Barcelona? Help me out with Barcelona. And then he did. And Jim did. He said, "Just be nice. Just be nice to your team." Be, yeah. They're stop, gonna, stop yeah. yelling your angry German accent yeah. and be nice. Just be nice. Oh, I heard that Jim ran down the sideline and celebrated. Um, oh yeah, it was like the fourth goal or something. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I wish I saw. I didn't catch that. You were duping. Yeah. But uh, I love seeing that. Like those re- the replays of him, seeing him Coaches, do that. Yeah. yeah. 
I remember seeing it. There's a great shot of him doing that after the, uh, it was the Akam goal against Chicago oh, last yeah, year. Yeah. He's like midair, like pump, pumping uh-huh. his fist. Oh, I love seeing that. Yeah. So, yeah, I love seeing that little passion from, from, from Jim. So keep that up, you know. Yeah, Jim, you listener. <laughs> <laughs> so we came out of that three-game week with seven points. Yeah. It's about as good as you can get. Sitting at the top of the table top with the table. a 10 goal, plus 10 goal. Plus gold 10. Di- there's, gold only, differential. Yeah. there's only one team in the league with a better goal differential right now, LAFC. And what do they have? 18. 18. Okay. So yeah, they're, they're, there's a little bit of a Yeah, they're definitely there. the you know, cream of the but, crop right now. But but the fact that, so, who, like, where are the, like, we're the union, and we have a 10, a positive 10 goal differential right now. Only one other team in the entire league has a higher goal differential than us. That's I, crazy. I, I want to ask one of the actual reporters to do some research and see, like, when have we ever had this goal, good of a goal differential? Yeah. I don't know how to figure that out, but I feel ask like this could be one of the best we've ever had, if right. not the best. And I mean, yeah, it's it's crazy. It's yeah. crazy. Just looking at the East standings right now, DC has a plus five. I, I've been checking out the standings all day. <laughs> it's so fun to look at. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a fun thing. Yeah, and it then be this, your screensaver. The supporter right shield is like pretty cool too. <laughs> right? If you look at that, we're third. That's like <laughs> that's insane. Like, we're good up there. That's crazy. It's, it, it really yeah. yeah. So good times to be. <laughs> it is pretty special. Yeah. Um. So in the East, goal differential. Uh, we're at ten. DC's at five. Yeah, we're in second place. Montreal, who's in third place, is at negative four. Which I know we talked about. They they got a smackdown earlier in the year, but mm-hmm. but still, like they're not a threat to if we have like tied points. Yeah, I mean Toronto's eight, and Toronto's eight. And that's actually pretty respectable since they played three less games. So that's that's you know, yeah, a but pretty they, good number. Yeah, but regardless, like everyone. So people talk about. All right, we're in first place, but Toronto's got three games in hand. I would always prefer to have points in hand than games in hand because that means Toronto has to win games, yep. and, and nothing's given. They, for all we know, they could they could win three in a row. They could lose three in a row. Yeah, could, I think they have a tough schedule coming up too. They have a midweek like in DC, and then they're playing us this week. They're playing the top team in the East. Yeah, us. But before that, they're playing. Crap, where is it? They're playing someone. They probably uh, are. They're play- oh, they're playing at Atlanta. This this Wednesday? On Wednesday, yeah. Tomorrow. Yeah. And Atlanta just won. Um, they they Joseph Martinez finally scored. Uh, yeah. Glad I don't have him on my fancy team anymore. <laughs> um, so Atlanta's creeping up the standings. They're up to ninth place. And so Toronto's got a tough game against them, tough game against us. So you're, you can't tell me that, like, it's just a given that they're going to make up that spread. Yeah. That they're going to make up four points in three games because yeah. they might not, especially when one of them's against us. Yeah, I think it's almost different if one of the games isn't against us, but when it's against us, then okay, if they win, they get three points. But if we win, then we extend our lead three points. Yeah. And yeah. so, I, I mean, I'm not saying anything new, but I'm just saying like, like yeah, people say, oh well, Toronto's only played eight games; they got better points per game. Yeah, but that's not guaranteed. Yeah. I want the guaranteed points. Right. Give me twenty points. Give me first place. Um, Toronto can have their eight games and 16 points, but they still have to play three teams and they got to play Atlanta. They got to play us and another major league soccer team. And regardless of who it is, New England gave us a hard time this week. Right. And they were in last place and they probably gonna have a new coach soon. So that's going to, you know, there's always that new coach boost. So get them at the wrong time. You never know. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Colorado is so bad. I just saw them in the standings. They only have two points this year. They don't have a win yet. Keegan Rosenberry. No, it's cool. Connor Casey is going to turn that ship around. Connor Casey. Yeah. It's going to be fun. Um, Anything else you want to cover from New England? Um, Oh, yeah. I forgot we're talking about New England. Yeah. Um, No. It's just... just, Oh, oh, there was one thing. So, I was watching the game on TV. And so, I'm sure... Well, maybe you've seen this before. But while they were... Ball goes out for a corner kick. And real quickly, the broadcast breaks to a commercial. But not away from the game. They still keep the game into in like a little half of the screen window, so you can still see. But nothing's happening. They're just setting up for the corner, getting the ball. You know, players going in the box. Um, and 
it was interesting. I mean, they showed a full 15 second commercial or something. And I was just thinking like, man, that's kind of like, like I love soccer because well, for many reasons, but one of them is also because I can watch a soccer game and not see a commercial for, you know, 45 minutes, halftime, and then another 45 minutes. And so it was interesting in the broadcast to have a commercial happen during corner kick. And it kind of made me a little nervous, like, all right, how much money is it going to take for some company to pay MLS to be like, hey, we want a full screen ad for 30 seconds. So hold up a corner kick for 10 seconds. Um, yeah, so I was just thinking, like, as a uh, so I'm not a marketing person, but I've always <laughs> been interested in marketing. Uh <laughs> Not my background, but I've been interested in it. So I was thinking about that with um, seeing a commercial during a soccer game. I'm like, oh, crap. Like, what if this is the future? Yeah. What yeah. if they start throwing in little commercials like two a half? Not, it's not a bad thing, especially, especially the way. Like, I didn't miss anything. Right. But it was also like I didn't want to see it. It's scary to like dip in your toes in that water. Yeah. yeah. Now we've got VAR where VAR is okay. VAR is going to take one to two minutes. You can okay, that could be there, yeah. two to three commercials. Yeah. You, Hopefully they go the route more of like sponsor the VAR and have like VAR sponsored mm-hmm. by whatever. Yeah. But I mean, money talks. Yeah. It's, it's, it's yeah, all yeah. going to be according to the green. If someone says, hey, we're going to give you, you know, 20 million bucks. Every, every VAR, we want to have a 30 second commercial. Yeah. That's going to. Don Garber's going to be it. like, well, <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I mean, we're just watching players stand around anyway. Yeah. Why not? We'll take your 20 million bucks, and here's your commercial slot. Yeah. So, speaking of commercials. <laughs> All right, commercials. <laughs> we're going to take an ad break real quick, and then we'll come back and talk about Toronto and some other things. Yeah. All right, cool. So, enjoy this. Listen. <laughs> All right, welcome back, everyone. Hopefully, you enjoyed that ad. Uh, we're the Doobie Brothers. This is AJ and Luke. We're about, we just talked about Cincinnati and New England, so now it's... Time to talk about the Toronto game. And technically, they're in first place. Technically, just they're in first place. <laughs> no, we're in first place. We got 20 points. They don't have that many points. Yeah. So we're in, tw- we're in first place. Yeah. That's um, a technicality. So but, we do have Toronto on the road. Uh, Jim Curtin did not rotate any lineup last week. What do you think for this game? Okay. So I... I don't know. Really, the only like discussion, the main discussion we have for this is like, who who do you have as your starters or for strikers? So for me, I would think I'm going to say Rizantu starts with Shaboko. Mm-hmm. So and, you're saying rotation? Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, but mainly because of he's come off two goals Farm. too. Yeah. So and like and obviously so is Shaboko's coming off goals. So I feel like that's also like. Why I would pick those two? Yeah, yeah, I guess. And I was, yeah, I mean, yeah. Sanders is still like he's our he's should be our big number one striker. So like, if he's ready to go, throw him out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then outside of that, I think I mean, if Aronson's probably not ready to go, they probably put Fabian back in and just kind of swap them out. Everything else is probably the same. To me, uh, yeah. what do you think? Yeah, so I, I there's, yeah, there's not much argument here with as far as the strikers. I don't think Fafa gets tired ever. So that's, I still that's think, fair. I still think he's I think he does a lot of work to tire out defenses. Yeah. So I think if he starts, I'm okay with that because he works so hard and kind of gets the defense set up for that second half. Um I mean the Union have been such a strong second half team. I think I actually I know they, they have the most well, I don't think I don't know. I think they have the most second half goals in the league right now. And and I know Fafa has only scored one. But I think he's definitely contributed to that because he has tired out defenses throughout the first half in like so many games. Yeah. So if he starts, I'm okay with that. If they rotate and put Santos. So is Fafa the reason El Cino is so good? I, I think I think he's one of the reasons. Yeah. Huh? Huh? I think there's that's some, a there's cool some connecting dots there. Connecting dots, yeah. Huh? Um but Santos and Trebelco, I mean, you couldn't argue a striker couldn't say to Jim like no, I think I should start instead of them. Yeah, I mean, they came off with two goals and three goals in, in a week. There's no argument to no. I no don't have more goals than that. So right. yeah, no, yeah. On form, those two should be starting um, in the midfield. I think I think Fabian gets a start. I think you need to start him, mm-hmm. even if he only plays for you know sixty minutes or so. And then you bring in someone to 
bring in El Cino or something to fill in for him. Um, defensively, it's it's probably probably the same stuff. Wagner's should be fresh because he he sat out for three games. Uh, I mean, yeah. you could always you could always put Embezo in for Gaddis if you if you want to. Center backs are center backs. We don't get tired. Um, knows how I said we we don't get tired oh, being yeah. a center back myself. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, I got that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I could see. I, the only reason I would say maybe putting Bezo in would be if there's maybe a, a better matchup. But I think with um, just like the firepower that Toronto has offensively, I think Gaddis is probably a safer pick. Yeah, I, so, I, I think Josie's out, but um, they still have Pozuelo. That's what I was going to say. Have Osorio. They have Osorio. They have some good good players uh, on that team still. Um. So with Pozuelo, I wonder if. So I wonder how they try to cancel him out. I think just Montero just gonna dog him. That, that's always yeah. wondering. Yeah, that'd be. Because I mean, he just he's so good defensively, and mm-hmm. I, I don't think Pozuelo is too, uh, too far up the field. That that bring Montero to cover him wouldn't, wouldn't bring him too far back. Yeah, I don't think we've really talked about Montero much yet, but he's been fantastic. Yeah, he's actually like probably, arguably the most skilled player we have right now. Right, and, and like across the all across the board, skilled like offensively, defensively, he's incredible. Yeah, we've talked about defensive players that have been standing out. We've talked about strikers who have been scoring because it's a six-one game. Yeah, but like our midfield, I mean, between all of them, they've been playing fantastic. Montero's mm-hmm. been all over the place. We gotta sign him. Um, Harris has Harris has been great. I yeah, think I he, feel like he just keeps improving. He doesn't have, like since. I mean, yeah, he's getting started off really at the right at the bottom, but the, he's every game yeah. he's getting a lot better. Start from the bottom, now he's here. What's <laughs> up, Drake? And, and he's and just in time to get some revenge on Michael Bradley. So yeah, that would be yeah. yeah how about that? What if what if uh, Harris scores two goals in this game? Because Bradley forgot to mark him. That's it. He's in my fantasy that's lineup. A, that's Let's a Cinderella storybook. Yeah, write a movie. Yeah. Disney Disney movie. Harris Madunian in Disney. That's Harris Madunian Disney. Mm. Eh. Okay. Maybe, I'll let, I'll keep let, it going. I'll let the folks at Disney figure that one out. <laughs> um, so before we do our predictions, I, I kind of like to throw this out in, a, in kind of a weird way. Does this game matter? So my point being, it's a, it's a way. It's, uh, it's a team we've already played. We lost to them. Before, do we need to beat them? If we win, it's great points. If we lose, okay, whatever. It's an away game. Does it matter? Okay, I want to. I just want to kind of rephrase a little bit. I want to say how much does that matter? Because okay. every it's a regular season game. Every game mm-hmm. actually oh, matters. Okay. Fair. So I want to say how much does it matter? I want. I want to say it matters a lot because we're on this great form, we're, we're this great streak, but we've also played some not great opponents, and we haven't. We haven't beaten anyone good this year, really. We we lost to Kansas City, L.A., Toronto. Um, I don't know. So, like, beating Toronto in this game would be a real solidifier that we actually are a good team this year and we deserve to be at the top of the table. Fair. I'll argue we beat Montreal. We bought, beat Columbus. Are they actually two, that good, though? Two Eastern Conference Playoff teams. Yeah. Montreal's above. Yeah, but Toronto. I mean, we're a playoff team. I don't think I, I'm trying to like to put us into that next level, like the next level. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's what you're saying. Yeah. I, and I'll say, if you looked at this game a month ago, away at Toronto, what do you do? You expect points from this? Um, it depends on when <laughs> when in the season we were that I would be looking at this because it was like if it was beginning of the season, I would say no, not at all. If it was like after, after like a couple wins, yeah, then maybe, yeah, maybe. So yeah, I guess I mean that kind of my opinion or my feelings about the team sways with those things, but okay. yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah, I think it's. I mean, it's, I feel like we always had a chance. I always, thought, I mean, I know this team's good. At every point of this this year, I knew we had a good team this year. It's just that like if if the form was there on that day. So I think I don't. Yeah, I don't. Know. I think. <laughs> I mean, I, I I could see it going I don't know. either way. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So so predictions. So okay. So predictions. Predictions. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think we are going to win this game, 
three to one. Spit take. What? <laughs> three to one. Win. Yeah, I think we're going to th- win three to one. Uh, I think it's going to be kind of similar to the New England game where, like, it's a one goal, you know, on each side, and then we take off with the next two. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So it's kind of interesting. You have become more aggressive in your predictions than yeah. me, and that's not how the season started. It's, I think I, I, th- I think it's – I'm just kind of waiting for a little bit of a fallback, a little more what we're used to, to despite me being – what episode was it where I went like nuts in positivity? Remember, I was like saying we're hosting every MLS. episode. <laughs> every episode. So uh, we're gonna beat Toronto nineteen to no. Um, <laughs> I, I'll say a two-two tie. Two-two tie. Okay, mm-hmm. that's a, and, that's a respectable game. And, and that's that's a yeah. I was originally gonna say I think we're gonna lose, but I just I just cannot think we're gonna lose. I think it's, for the, I, I don't think I don't see a game on the schedule that we're gonna lose. I think we're going to. Run the table. I mean, LAFC's at home, so I mean that's that's good. That's a win. Yeah, exactly. Um, every game on the road, we're gonna win. Okay. Uh, <laughs> or tie. Anyway, yeah. So I think a two-two tie. Uh, so you you get three goals, I get two. Who's gonna score for you? Okay, so I think Montero's gonna get one. Mm-hmm. I think Santos is gonna get one. Okay. And I think Harris is gonna get one. Harris. Maybe I'm just getting a little too idealistic because he's gonna redeem redeem himself against Toronto. Oh, yeah. But I just. Yeah, I think that's my prediction. All right, I'll go with the brace. I always go with the brace. Uh-huh. A brace from Fabian. Oh, I thought you were going to see Fafa again. <laughs> nah, okay, nah. no, that'd be cool, yeah, too. I don't right. know if I see Fafa starting in the... Even though I, I talked about how he could. And, right, right. You know, I, th- I think I do see Fabian playing a big role in this game. Nice. Um, so, so hopefully, Toronto, we can get something. I'm hoping for a point. You think three. I mean, obviously, I'm hoping for three, but I think one. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, so we'll see from there. All right, cool, cool. All right, so let's, let's go into some shout-outs and some fun stuff that yeah. in our life. So we got to go to uh, Bethlehem Steel game last Friday night in D.C. They were playing Loudoun County, Loudoun FC, Loudoun United. United. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Everyone's United. Yeah, but it's D.C. United's second team. So oh, okay. So I guess it kind of at least consistent. Yeah, so Bethlehem played Loudoun at Audi Field. Yeah. It was technically Loudon's first home game, even though it was in mm-hmm. DC, mm-hmm. and they're still—I guess—they're still bidding in their they're stadium. Still it, yeah, but um, yeah, it was pretty cool. Uh, it was a three-three game, a exciting, real exciting game. Yeah, what, probably the more exciting part was we got to, we made a fan. Yeah, John. Yeah, shout out to you. It was awesome meeting you. We had a really fun time. Kind of a so me and Luke aren't used to celebrities <laughs> by any means. Um, but it, no, it was awesome meeting a Union fan, and we both we all kind of had the same reaction. Like this is kind of wild, sitting in a stadium, nerding out about the Union yeah. with someone who we just met, and it was just and like, it was and not in Philly. It is like, not we in Philly, in yeah. DC. yeah. We, yeah, and it was yeah, it was really cool. And that's something, yeah. We on that point where we just talked, we we mentioned in this in conversation with him that like it's we feel kind of isolated as Union fans living out in Virginia, that it it, it just felt really good to. Meet another Union fan in the outside world. Yeah, and just, like, just nerd out about the Union. It was so fun. It was yeah. great. Yeah, really talk about like games that happened two years ago, yeah. like different memories we had, where, uh, different away trips we've all had. So it was it was a really cool experience. Yeah. Um. So we look forward to trying to meet up with different people throughout uh, the season and future seasons and whatever. Um. But yeah. So in that game, we also got to see Matt Real. And Derek Jones play mm-hmm. as far as guys who have played for the union. Yep. Derek Jones, he he he, he, I he mean, wasn't dominating. He played a yeah, decent wish, game. He yeah. he had some nice nice plays. He um, like to nutmeg guys. He had he had a couple nutmegs, mm-hmm. which is kind of yeah, kind of a funny thing. Uh, yeah, Real had a, like a, a fine game too. Our defense was like not great. They like, kind of like fell. Yeah. Asleep. All the goals like they weren't great plays from Loud, and they just kind of the defense just fell asleep. So uh, there's. Yeah. So they had one play down there. the right wing. It was kind of a give and go. Mm. The guy with the blonde hair. Oh yeah. Um. But but yeah. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I guess that was kind of against Real. Yeah. I, I, I mean, the player that stood out the most to me was uh, Galina. Yeah. I mean, he, he had a watch. quick brace. It was like two goals in like a mm-hmm. couple of minutes. Uh. So. Yeah. I mean, if if the Burke thing turns into a more long term thing, uh, calling him Galina could be an. an uh, easy, quick solution, and and I think he the, that guy deserves it. He has enough skill to play in MLS. I was gonna say, like as far as the guys we saw in Steel, I'd say he was the one who 
would probably be the next to be called up. Yeah. Just because uh, we have the striker by committee, and he could fill fill a hole as needed. Right. I feel yeah, like we I mean, have... I mean, Real obviously could fill in at left back for right, someone, but right. we've seen Gattis slide over. Yep. Jones could fill in in the midfield, obviously, yeah. but that's already pretty crowded, and Kraval's yep. in front of him yeah, right now. Kraval's kind of fills that kind of defensive need in the midfield. Um, yeah, it's it is it's the one knock against Galena is he he just kind of fall into that same uh, kind of type of striker that uh, mm-hmm. Fafa and Akam is that kind of small, speedy guy. But he, I mean, he's good though, so you can't really deny that. But mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, yeah, mainly it was just, it was a fun game. Got to see, uh, got to see goals, got to see goals, got to see a fan. It was a nice night. Oh, one, one cool cultural thing we got to experience was we were sitting there and number two for Loudon, don't even know who it was, but he was getting subbed in and there were probably 20 or so people in front Mm -hmm. of us. They all had up their cell phones, uh, a Peruvian flag and they were start going nuts. And so it was just cool to see this kid. Making of which I'm what I'm guessing was his debut, debut, yeah, at right back for Loudon, and he only got in for like 20 minutes, Mm -hmm. but it was just kind of a real cool human moment where you got to see how much that meant to those people, family and friends, I'm sure. And it was, yeah, it was really cool. That's the things you love about the sport, yeah, and it's not something you get to see with all these sports. And and I mean, I just got the biggest smile on my face right now, and I, I and I was like rooting for him. And I had a rooting interest for him, even though he was on the other team, just yeah. because I was like, holy smokes, this kid just made his professional debut. He's got friends and family here. They're all going nuts every time the ball comes near him. It was a really fun experience. Yeah, yeah it's, it's the things you really love to see in those, in those uh, types of games, those low-level low games. So. Yeah. Uh, one other shout-out. Um, uh, another podcast to check out from the Roller League game. Matt Ralph put out a new... The Path, yeah. his, his second episode. So check that out. It's about a guy with Westchester United, this kid, um, his experience with the team going into the U.S. Open Cup, which which so far, I mean, it's a, it's a great, great lesson. I mm-hmm. really enjoy this episode. I love the whole premise of this podcast. Yeah, Alex Cades is a kid he uh, interviews or yeah, talks about this in this episode. And yeah, and it's under the same feed as ours, so it's you know it's right there, so you can know, give that a listen. Yeah, if you listen to us, if you subscribe to the our feed, then it's right there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So cool. Yeah, this has been a fun podcast. I appreciate you guys listening. Um, if you if you want anything from me and Luke, let us know. We still have some stickers, uh, mailing them out still. Working on some new designs. Uh, we appreciate working with the Brotherly Game, Matt Ralph. And we're looking forward to another game at Toronto. Hopefully our first place Philadelphia Union get another three points. Yeah, stay in first place. Um, yeah, I think that's it. Cover anything anything else you want to say quick? Nah, we just love our listeners. You guys are the best. We love interacting with you on Twitter. And, and in, in real life. And in real life yeah. now. All right, guys. All right. We'll talk to you next week. See ya. Bye.